Hello, you're back on the Intersection Podcast. Boop, 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 boop. And I have two special guests with me. <laughs> wow, they're recording us. So you'll see this and you won't get this podcast episode until January, but it's fun. Hey, y'all. Um, happy New Year. We are in the New Year. We are ready. Um, my special guests today are Brittany. And what's up, y'all? And Whitley. <laughs> That's mad funny. Our names rhyme. <laughs> they really do. Um, Brittany has a new web YouTube series, The Lit Stoop. I do. Um, Whitley over here, our th- resident therapist oh, on gosh. the podcast. Ooh, ooh. Yes, oh. speak with Whit. She's hosting events, doing all the things. Hey, Come y'all. On. How y'all doing? Hey, y'all. The whole time, y'all. No, we oh, won't. not at all. <laughs> In the meantime, mm-hmm. here at the intersection, we hang out. We talk about life, culture, faith, where they all intersect. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we have a segment in the beginning of every episode that's called Eyes, Ears, Heart. Mm-hmm. Brittany knows about this. She's been on here multiple times. Yes, I have. Because, you know, this is season four, mm. which is wild. Back. <laughs> It's wild. Um, Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> um, but we have eyes, ears, heart, where we're talking about what we're watching, what we're listening to. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we'll start with ears. What are we listening to? Or, okay. Sorry. I guess we'll start with eyes. I don't know why I took that in the wrong direction. I don't even know why you point over here and didn't even say eyes. You know, that's what I'm ready to talk about. All right. What's she watching? <laughs> what's she reading, girl? Because I know that she's reading a lot. Okay. So... Um, like Dominique said, I just started a new YouTube channel. It's all about books and literature called The Lit Stoop. So, of course, your girl has been reading. The last thing that I read um, to end off 2019 was With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Acevedo. Y'all, this is a young adult novel. It's fire. <laughs> it's so good. Now, Elizabeth is like a friend of a friend, but she is just really incredible writer I didn't know what to expect when I read it but it's a really good read and then after I finished that book I really just didn't want to get into another book so then I started watching you on Netflix that show is wild it is so wild I've heard I've heard it the whole internet broke I feel like over Christmas watching that show that's how I found out about it because I was like what are y'all talking about so I started it I press play and I am obsessed in like a really in like a really intriguing way I'm just like really intrigued by like how the human mind works like I'm like oh this dude is crazy he is <laughs> and like, plays him well yo he's so good but also everybody on the show is crazy that's what the thing is it's not just him you think it's just him and he's whatever but the show is so like it's well written like it really draws you in on some on something else so that's what uh that's what my eyes is on how about you Willie? All right, so I am reading Eloquent Rage right now. Ooh, Brittany Kumar. This book is so, it's giving me all of the feels. So um, the book is basically about um, black women. And it's talking about how so many times we're considered these angry black women. And Mm. in being that, like, we have to just be able to kind of 
there's an art in it. There's yeah. an art in kind of like cultivating it so that it's eloquent, almost mm. like a dance in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and poetry in motion, I think of Alvin Ailey, just like this eloquent dance of like being enraged, but also being able to focus and kind of like talking about what's going on and how we impacted by it. This book is just giving me all types of feels. Mm. So that is what I'm reading. Um, and what am I watching? Um, so I'm like very, very old school. Um, <laughs> I feel like right now, I love watching like Family Matters re- <laughs> reruns. Like that's where I'm at right now. Oh, where do you watch Family Matters at? They got it on, I think, TV One or something like that. Oh, I was like, is that on Disney Plus? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. There's a few things I probably need to watch on Disney Plus. But mm. I am on My Black Family right now. Mm. And Family Matters is it. Love it. Love it. What, what about I, you? What am I? I am currently. I'm still reading Rapthology. It's such a dense book that I really thought I would be done with by now. And I'm actually listening to it. But like, I. It's. So good, but I'm like, I just need a break sometimes. I'm like, wretch through two. I love you, but you got a lot of words to say. What is it about? It's all about like lyrics. So it's essentially like a narrative of it's telling a story of like how he sort of started to create about his life, about his family, but also the lyrics that came out of that. So it's like a narrative inside of like a lesson mm-hmm. inside of just like actual music mm-hmm. and so it's just dense it's like a very dense book um mm-hmm. and i i mean i enjoy it i thoroughly enjoy it it's one of i think it's one of my favorite books i've ever got to like absorb but it's just like a lot so there's that and then what am i watching actually speaking of disney plus definitely definitely just got into smart guy just got oh, into it no 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 i've already watched it <laughs> okay, whoa i'm sorry you was ready whoa. to come for me don't Can i was about to get about angry the neighbor is fine like he's fine as a big boy i like that sorry um are you talking about omar gooding yes <laughs> i saw him in a movie like recently he okay. gooding jr's brother Cute. <laughs> oh, he's fine. Hey, but let's be real. We ain't gonna talk about nobody on this show but Jason Weaver. <laughs> Sorry. The blessing. The blessing of Jason Weaver. Yeah, but everybody know that. He was always Mo was always popping. Both of them was popping. They was best friends for a reason. It was a thing. I liked him. He was he was a little slow on the train, but it was nice. But also, can we talk about that little baby Taj? Yeah. Taj is oh, unpopular opinion, probably my favorite Maori. Don't even sleep. <laughs> Especially as a child actor. Taj really was like I really believed he was smart. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess we like I was like, this is he a little genius? <laughs> and I was like, he must be acting his butt off because he was I really I thought he was adorable when he was little. Yeah, he was I thought it was really cool that he had his own show yeah i really i really dug it smart guy in the theme song listen why do i remember the whole thing yeah i remember the who whole sang it song. we should look I can, listen like as soon as she said the theme song i like a slack i'm like please please don't start me <laughs> but it's just i really enjoy it i 
I'm back into the little hole. Yeah. It brings me a lot of joy. So yeah, Yo, the Moorish was doing the thing. That's crazy. Mm. They still are? Let's mm. I mean, they all are still employed. <laughs> oh, not, They're all employed. Not that kind of noise. Okay. I know. <laughs> Let's it. just move on. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what? Now we're going to go to ears. What are y'all listening to? Give me the goods. I want to know mm. all the things. Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to music? You know mm. what this is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, Whitley, you going to start us out? Mm. Oh, <laughs> Brittany sick. gestured. So <laughs> She sure did. And I was like, baby, <laughs> let me open my spot. Stay up. ready. Um, so you don't have to get ready. That <laughs> <laughs> was, ooh. Um, I would say what I'm listening to right now is... For the most part, I'm listening to Janet. Y'all know that's my favorite artist. Well, y'all don't know, but that's my favorite artist. Yeah. And, like, I just... Just all Janet? Any particular album? It's like a mixture. Like, mm. I just feel like Janet is so freeing. And, like, people don't talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about nasty Janet. Because Janet was sure was nasty. <laughs> they talk about young Janet. Yeah. But yeah. they don't talk about, like, Facts how freeing. Yeah, like, they don't talk about how freeing she was. Just, mm-hmm. like, with so much of her music. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's forever going to be on my playlist. I feel like I'm not in taking new music, but you gave me a bunch of things to look forward to. So, I'm going to check some things out and hopefully have some new things to talk about. Yeah. Fair enough. What she listen to? Yeah. I I so boom. <laughs> I'm currently listening to um, just the ending of a few podcasts. Uh, the read, namely, I was listening to their mailbag episode that features Michael B. Jordan, and then oh, um, so I haven't finished Michael. it yet. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I guess fine because he had a new movie. So he is. Know. He's in a whole new movie that's doing uh, great. Uh, yeah. Movie. Just mercy. Just mercy. Okay. Um, I've been listening to um my like replay playlist that they make for you on these little apps yeah. um but i've <laughs> on been these listening little apps yeah you know so i'm like older <laughs> hello um and so i've been listening actually to like the 2016 one because i was in a vibe in 2016 2016 wow. was like my go outside year so all the songs get me pumped up and i'm feeling good mm. and then lastly but not least I'm listening to that new Ish Your Cousin Dipset in the Basement track. That's my brother. You can find his work at Ish, I-S-H, Your Cousin. (laughs) Y-A, cousin. Just Dipset in the Basement is live everywhere. That just came out. So I've been listening to that, trying to run up my homie streams. Yeah, and that was actually a plug because Ish is going to be on here in a few weeks. Oh, that's exciting. Okay, what you listening to? Yeah. Um, I am also listening to Ishi Cousin, um, and I just finished making the playlist for my favorite albums of the year. Yeah, that's stressful. Um, of 2019. <laughs> it was a very stressful process. Mm-hmm. They both watched me <laughs> labor over the over the playlist. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm still obviously going to have my favorite album of the year in rotation because I listen to it almost every other day, if not more. Um, which is Gray Area by Little Sims. <laughs> um, sorry about it. Also, next week, uh, I will be on 
the radio talking about Stormzy. Mm. So I've been listening to a lot of Stormzy. Um, trying to get ready for that set list. I mean, it probably will be easier than the first two that I did, which was Koji Radical and Little Sims. Mm. And they just have a breadth of worth work that's so wide that yeah. it makes it very difficult to pick an hour set. Mm. Whereas, like, I feel like Stormzy... Nah, it's gonna be equally difficult. I don't know why I said this. Yeah, but I'm like, please stop it. We know it's fine, y'all. It'll be worth it. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been mostly listening to. And then also, we're actually the topic for today is a yeah. podcast that all of us have listened to. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is Broken Record Podcast with Malcolm Gladwell and Rick Rubin. Which it's very strange. Like, let's mm-hmm. talk about the kingdom that they just did. I don't even know yeah. how they how they have even met each other. I don't know, but <laughs> like, was somebody like, oh, Malcolm Gladwell, Rick Rubin should be in a podcast? It's so. Yeah, unique, but also like a good idea. Like it's a good idea with a question mark. Like, oh, that that would be a good that idea. idea. Mm-hmm. And it's all about music, all which about is music. you know my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and it's the we're talking about the Andre three thousand episode. So, you know, we've been listening to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're gonna save that because yeah. there's so many things to talk about. But now, what's on y'all's hearts? How y'all feeling? How y'all doing? I mean, it's the end of the year. We're going into a new year. By the time they listen to this, it will be a new year. What's up? I can't believe it. So excited. Oh, a new decade. What am I yeah. even talking about? A new I can't decade. believe it. No, if you y'all, know me. Hello. If you think I'm not about to be brand new, <laughs> y'all don't know me. I'm about to. Who? I'm sorry. I'm about to. I might change my number in 2020. I'm not sure yet. Um, I've never changed my number, y'all. Oh gosh, just, please don't do that. See? I know it by heart. See, oh, you I might, don't know it by heart. So I might switch it. it. I had the same number since I was 14, but I feel a brand new. I don't know. I'm feeling antsy. Anyway, oh um, gosh, all my heart is really just that. I feel like I'm in a reflective place. I've been rereading my old journals. That's been stressful because. What am I talking about? You ever just read your old journals and be like, girl, you was really... What, what's on that, uh, the Paranoid song by Kanye? Worried about the wrong things. <laughs> I'm really like, Why wow, so you, you crying and stuff. But like, who is this? Like, mm-hmm. I used to have nicknames with people. I can't even recognize who these people are. Like, I don't know anybody yeah. named that. It's crazy. It's really wild. Wow. And also, it's really, it's really just interesting to look back at yourself and how much you've grown. Because it feels mm-hmm. like nothing's happening. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, there's so much to do. There's so much to see. But then it's like, girl, I've been and done and seen a lot. Like, wow. even just in the last year it's like mad stuff has changed from whoever this person was in 2015 2014 2012 like what i don't even Mm -hmm. recognize them from hair to everything like i'm just a whole new i'm gonna go curse on here but i'm a whole new person Mm. did rihanna say that y'all should go repeat anti because that was also a moment for the decade but i feel like a brand new person it's fine (laughs) Yeah, feel like a brand new person, so why keep making the same mistakes? Oh, yeah. Hello. Yes. I was about to sing it, but I didn't have thought about it. I would have loved that. <laughs> and I might have joined you, but since you didn't do it, I'm going to mind my business. What's <laughs> on? Well, let's go over here. What's on your heart? Yes. Dominique, what's um, us with your heart? Uh, 2019 was mad long, so... Somebody said the longest, shortest year of my life. It really was. Like, I didn't think about it until, like, the end felt really short. Like, September to December felt like it, like, I blinked and it was gone. Mm -hmm. But I did, like, I I was just telling them earlier, I went to go see Jasmine Sullivan this year, and I was like, 
was that this year? Yeah. It was the same reaction I had to, oh yeah, James Blake put out an album. What? <laughs> when? Where? I was there. I listened to it. Loved the thing. Couldn't tell you when it came out. Yeah. But it's fine. And so I feel like mentally I'm just trying to like catch up with myself and mm. get ready for this next decade. Mm. This next decade, which is just heavy. It's like heavy in a good way. It's exciting. Yeah. It's new. Um, it'll be fun. There'll be new adventures. I know that like I'll get to see new places or yeah. visit old or go back to old places. And as a brand new person, as a brand new person, because <laughs> you know she she really pushing this. No, no, I'm not singing it. Um, but wow, that was a really we. You want to know why she ain't giving us R9? You want to know why Rihanna ain't giving us R9? Because we didn't appreciate it. <laughs> First of all, she made up that title. There is no project. <laughs> don't do I that. know she playing with us. She played. Even if she releases a project, it's going to have a whole other day. Watch. Because she don't care. She doesn't. And she also doesn't have to. Because <laughs> she's got Because we care. Because <laughs> she has us to care. Yes. Yeah. But it's, yeah, so I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to catch up. Um, mm-hmm. Reflect. You know, get ready for what what will be to come with open hands and an open mind and open heart for what God's gonna bring to me. So mm, preach, cause it's gonna be a blessing. That I'm claiming that it's gonna be a blessing. <laughs> After 2019, I'm only I'm only receiving blessings. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just claim happiness, and that's what I'm gonna do. Hello. How to get it? Grab it. Hold on to it. <laughs> right. Ride it down to the next year because my God. Um, one last thing I want to uh, jump back in that was on my heart. It's actually a joke and real life at the same mm-hmm. time. I just need to bring this to people's attention because we're on a music, uh, music-centered podcast. I discovered on Twitter. That's how you know this is a story about to go left. That once. <laughs> That one time in this history of life, oh, Jesus Cindy Lauper and Little Kim performed together. You posted this. I actually saw this tweet, and I was disturbed, and I didn't know what happened. I'll show you after this. It's hilarious. I if made you, a face. If you, if you need to laugh, because I don't even understand what scenario this would have been, that know. they're saying time after time and put your lighters up as a mashup. But it is gold. I was like, y'all lying. <laughs> <laughs> and I listened to it, no lie, the last 24 hours, at least 12 times. Because it's just so funny. So that was lie. actually on her heart and in her Woo! All right. Whitley. How you feeling? What's on your heart? Hoochow. Um... I feel like what's on my heart, like, especially because I'm thinking about, like, the new year and just, like, everything that's coming in, I'm thinking about, like, I think there's been a lot on my mind, mm. mostly around being courageous, um, because I feel like, you know, all of these things, like, us just aligning and being together in this room, like, it took a lot of courage for all of us, uh, not from you, you know, because you be doing stuff. I'm pointing at Tony because you be doing stuff. But, you know, I feel like it took a lot of courage for me because y'all know, y'all know I'm sitting here like having little anxiety babies, but I'm working it out, mm. but I'm working it out. So I think that's been on my mind. 
And I feel like that's the word that's been on my mind for the last decade. Like, stepping Mm. into a lot of different things with courage. Mm. And just being okay with being afraid, but not letting my fear kind of be the only thing that drives me and pushes me forward. Never that. Yeah. I love it. That's real. And that takes, I mean, that takes time to cultivate. And... Mucha. Like, you have to get comfortable with it before it, like, actually... You have to do it, and then you have to be like, okay, I'm doing it, and then keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and we're doing it. And it's also crazy, because, like, I think that the book that I'm reading, the music that I'm listening to is kind of just, like, pushing me forward in that sense. Mm. Like, reminding me, like, it's like coming full circle and being like, damn, all right, you got this. and You can do this. So, yeah. I love it. Love it. Y'all ready to get into this topic here? I've been ready. Like fish and oh, like fish and spaghetti. Wow, you from New York? I love it. That was a real. Oh, I'm gonna have this moment. Let's get it. <laughs> Make this money. And let's get it. God, that was great. Wow. Oh my god. Anyways, y'all. So to create the scene, uh, recently, maybe like two weeks ago, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Rick Rubin entered. Not really interviewed, but had a conversation with. Wasn't right. an interview. It's conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a conversation, yeah. which is like the beautiful part because interviews can be awkward, um, or sure. more awkward. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on who listen, who is would critique this podcast um, with Andre three thousand, and it was dense, but also like we know that there were a lot of holes because. Yeah. It was edited for us to listen to, and at the end, they're like they talked for hours, and you're like. Where's the rest of the conversation? Right. Then? Um, but at the same time, we did get a lot of gems. We did get a lot of, I guess, sort of questions raised between mm-hmm. the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just going to, like, go through it and talk about... Because also it relates to much of what we're doing, creativity, mm-hmm. mental health, mm-hmm. um, success, all those different things. Mm-hmm. And so... We yeah. just going to start on the creative side. Yes. Because this conversation was very much so rooted in, cre- like, the creativity of yeah. both of these people. Yeah. Um, Rick Rubin, the producer. <laughs> um, Andre sure 3000, is. the producer, the artist, the actor, the all-around. The fashion icon. Um, I mean, yeah. he's the most amazing <laughs> one. Let's not even play we ourselves. Yes. Andre Three Stacks deserves every every name that you can give him. Yeah. And more. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that... I guess stood out and I think the reason why many people even found this mm-hmm. podcast in the first place was there was sort of a trending topic of mm-hmm. Andre 3000 feels like he doesn't have the confidence to create anymore which I think is very interesting because he was like everything I do is ridiculed and then that was the piece that everyone picked up from the conversation absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like I feel like he gave some really good points so yeah like, yeah how y'all feeling about it um, I is so boom. I don't know a creative who doesn't deal with self-doubt. Like, I think that you have to be a little confident, mainly actually a little arrogant to even be able to share your work at all. Mm-hmm. To be like, this is worth something listening to. You got to really be behind it. Like, this is the most fire thing you've ever heard. Because honestly, self-doubt is so crippling. Mm-hmm. And, um... 
I feel like when he said that, even as a snippet that I heard on Twitter from actually going into the episode, I was like, relatable, relatable. Yeah. This is world news. Like, who doesn't feel like that? I'm not, like, shocked that Andre feels like that, even though he's one of the goats. I just feel like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me, especially for anyone who who cares about their art. Yeah. Like, who's not just making it to make money or to get attention. If you, like, care about what comes out that represents you, then you're going to have issues with feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to go back and forth. You're going to keep it. You're going to tweak it. You Oh, do you like this? Oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe this could be better. It gets You get really, you start getting, like, super over analytical about it. And then next thing you know, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. no art came out so yeah i felt that no definitely and i think that um i felt like he brought up andre 3000 brought up a few different things that stood out to me um which is part of what you're saying is like the self-doubt and how that impacted he also talked about like the part of it where he started to sound like every when he first started. Yeah. He was using other people's sounds. Like yeah. He was he was doing his art. Yeah. But he was trying to figure it out. And yeah. in figuring it out, it was this part of like, you know, um, focusing and like connecting with like your idols or like yeah. what are they doing and like imitating it, right? Yeah. And he talked about how that was. And then, like, that in that own part, like, realizing that, like, oh, this isn't me. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. isn't what I'm supposed to do. So I think that, you know, as he's talking about creativity throughout, it's like this weaving of it where it's like, oh, this is, this is not just like this self doubt, but it's like knowing who you are, being okay with who you are. Yeah. And then knowing that, like, when you get to a certain space, like, you know, there's people who are going to be like, uh, is this everything? Let me look at exactly what he said. And like, oh, this is horrible. Don't want to listen to this ever again. Or like, this is amazing. And I want to listen to this over and over again. And I feel like that also, like him talking about like, oh, now everyone is looking at me yeah. when I put something out compared to when... He was in a different space yeah. when he first started. And, and nobody can. Like, who is that corny looking weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, I think that that's, that's like a very interesting, interesting thing. Because I think like creating, most people would just assume like you have that cockiness instantly. Yeah. And it's, it's like, no, you have to find. You have to build it. Yeah. And you have to find your thing. You yeah. have to find how you do your thing. Yeah. Because there's nothing really new under the sun. Oh, for sure. And so he even talks about how he used to like rap to one of his friends. And his friend was like, it just would walk away. First of all, that was the funniest thing. He's like, I used to come and be mad excited, talk to my friend like, yo, check out this new verse. And he yeah. said his friend would look dead at him and get up and leave. Not say a word. Not even make a motion. As if he didn't do anything. And that, my friend, had me screaming. Because I was dying. <laughs> but I think that, like, that was the reality. That's the reality. We need more people in our lives as creatives to look at us and be like, that ain't it. Yeah. yeah. And we, I mean, the reality is, is either you have people that want you to be better or they, or you have people that want to just ride the, ride the wave of whatever you're about to make. Yeah. Because right. he, I mean, honestly, Andre 3000 could have made... And outcast in general could have made music like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, no, you have a distinct sound. You have to 
distinctly do this thing. Mm-hmm. And like as people who create whatever you create, yeah. it needs to be distinct. You need to have your voice because, mm-hmm. or else it's just like, it does, like why, are, like yeah, a lot of people are going to be like, uh, this sounds like everybody else. And then on the flip side, you need friends like that because you need to be able to create and not have people care. Like, they don't have... Like, if no one claps for you, that doesn't mean you shouldn't ever get on the stage again. You know what I'm saying? And so, that's a whole lesson right there. He never stopped trying to impress his friend. You know what I'm saying? He never... It wasn't like the first time that happened. He was like, damn, maybe I'm the worst rapper ever and stopped rapping. You know what I'm saying? He kept... He kept trying, even though this man was giving him no kind of validation or expression mm-hmm. back. And I think that's part of like uh, that's part of like what shakes one's confidence, because the confidence and the self doubt is not just about you. It's about it's about you and others. Like your confidence is from like your ego, and so your ego could get bruised easily if someone don't clap for you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's the case for many. Yeah, many artists right now especially in the music space yeah they want they want them flowers hello a day one yeah. not saying that you don't deserve your flowers whenever you get them but what yeah. i'm saying is like it's different when you put when you got years in the game hello. and i mean years in the game on stage i'm not talking about years in the game mm-hmm. of you in the vault that that's those are two different things mm-hmm. the, the, the amount of things that are made in the vault that we will never see of like having your friend look at you and be like and walk away. Yeah. Listen, I need somebody to be. What's that? I'm not even gonna say his name. He don't even deserve it. Who? Like the Sandman? No. Oh. Yes, we need the Sandman. We need the Sandman to push. Can I say who? I'm gonna say who. Jaquees. Oh my. God. He needs to just send me his behind on out. Did you say? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Jacquees, you bring up Jacquees. First of all, I don't need R and B. That's that's what you meant. No, and I said the air quotes of that. No one brought him. <laughs> anyway, first off, I just feel like where is that friend for him? Because he, because he don't have it right now. There's a few people who don't what have it, and it's him. So I'm just saying, like, I'm if screaming. we're talking about people need friends. So you got a friend in me. I need to be his friend to tell him no. That ain't it, baby. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> but sorry. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, Jacquees. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> it just came up. It wasn't about you. It really wasn't. Cause I feel like it's in the sense you're saying like to earn your stripes or like to build up. Right. But the reality is, is like it sort of goes with what you were just saying about the confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, that is what much of, and I think especially having someone like Andre 3000 talk about this, hip hop is surround, like the, at its core, it's cocky. That's mm-hmm. the point. Yep. It's, you can't, you can't be in hip hop and be like, I kind of like, like, yeah. no, 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 no. You will get eaten alive. That's, that's what it's there for. So yeah. Yeah. to have that cockiness, which I guess that's what somewhat, mm, Mm-hmm. Mr. We're not. I guess we're not gonna call him out no more. He has the cockiness, which a lot of, and I think that that's the thing is like a lot of young artists and new artists they do have the cockiness. Yeah. I think of like Megan The Stallion. Yeah. Like she came out swinging. Uh, <laughs> <but> she <laughs> can. Sorry. And I guess she can. <laughs> but it's sort of like I think that like having him have that discussion because it's different 
Andre 3000 has been in this game for so yeah. long. Yeah. And so for him to say, I, my confidence isn't there to make what I used to make. Right. It, it, it was just very, it's interesting. It's an interesting aspect to, will we be, like, do you have the longevity? And even with the longevity that you do have, you're going to come up to some obstacle mm. in your own creativity, mm-hmm. in your own mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's refreshing. Like, honestly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just no, feel like sure. it's it just brings, like, a level of, like, oh. Yo, you a real ass person. Like, yeah. Going through these things, like, and it's kind of like it, it, it makes you like reminds you that you're not alone in those things. So like him talking about that, you know, sometimes this self doubt walks into the door. Like, it it makes me feel comfortable in my own craft when self doubt walks into the door and like doing things and creating things and being a creative person, like. And that's someone who is as big. Like, we're talking yeah. about Andre 3000 right now. So that's, like, a big deal f- to hear that he has these feelings as well. But, I mean, like, that's something that he brought up. A mm-hmm. lot of this that we're talking about is because, like, again, confidence is attached to ego. So the fact that he is Andre 3000, like, mm-hmm. the, the whispered one, like, oh, my God, have you heard that new Andre 3000? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that people are so excited and enamored with him makes him feel like he can't do anything good anymore. Mm-hmm. Because before, it was like, oh, whatever. If this is new. This is fresh. Nobody's paying attention to me. And then I feel like he said in the beginning of the interview like sometimes i feel like my past is a limitation for me yeah so there's this whole idea of legacy and like that can feel really daunting and makes you feel kind of a little insecure like who am i to carry these titles who am i to be like the greatest rapper ever or like the greatest one to ever do it and so how am i supposed to make a song after that how am i supposed to make a brand new song after that Mm -hmm. and have it be maybe not the best song i ever made and so that can easily shake one's confidence i think we constantly think about how it is to start but to be honest in music starting is all hunger you know what i'm saying it's all desperation and hunger to have somebody hear you out but staying is all staying is all shaky staying is all like well maybe i don't got nothing else to say <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's actually really interesting because having this having this conversation come out two weeks ago and then on christmas day i did not watch the whole thing but i'm gonna bring up the drake interview that he did with rap radar and how he was there like what one of the clips that i did see was him talking about himself kendrick lamar and j cole and i'm just go hit me with it because i'm I'm just gonna share um he was like yeah it'll be really interesting because i feel like this next this turn of the decade yeah. will be like a test to see who stays. Yeah. And I thought that that was just wild. Like I thought that was a very interesting thought process because it's like mm. all three of y'all have like, I mean, it doesn't mean that we have to like it, yeah. but like they have had steady trajectory yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I, unless there's something that we, we don't know about, they all have the rumblings of staying. Mm-hmm. Um, will they all stay in the same way? The answer is mm-hmm. no. We already know this. Um, but I just think that that's like, I think that that's something that there's, it, it's like there's different types of artists coming out. We have the new group. We have, I guess, Drake, Cole, like they're 
they're seasoned. They've been mm-hmm. here a little bit. It's marinated. And then you have like the Andre 3000s, the Outcast. Like, that's a different at level to honestly like think of legacy in the same way. But legacy is that Andre's music will live on. And if he puts out something new, I, I don't see why we wouldn't adjust, but I get the fear of it. Right. I, I just want to say one thing on what you were saying, because I, I get, although, you know, okay, I get what he was saying in the sense of like, who's going to stay? Because when I think about 2000s, I think Ludacris. Mm. 2000s. Ludacris was on something. Hello. He was on something. And then. And then. <laughs> He was he was doing everything. He yeah. had he had everything. Every he had summer. Moved. He he was out here. Yes, he was. Like, Listen, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You, you I don't want to give y'all all these claps. But Ludacris <laughs> had something. He did. And and he was um the nasty Ludacris, the the good Ludacris, the push you out the way Ludacris. I'm he mad. had it all. And then yeah, when you think of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> move. Sorry. Anyway, and when you think of 2010, yeah, he had to. Sorry, when you think of 2010, yeah. you realize that he had to sustain himself in a different way. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had to reinvent himself. Yeah. Um, no, he don't make music no more like that. And if no. he does, ain't nobody listening to it. No offense. Sorry. I'm sorry. And and that was my boo in my heart. In the 2000s. Anyway, um, but with that being said, like no one, no one's listening to it. Um, but he was able to find a different thing when he was doing all the Fast and Furious and mm-hmm. made yeah. his money that way. Um, and made it work. So I think like, you know, although like it, it is a question because music is changing so much. And like the things that we was listening to 2000s, we ain't listening to now. And even in 2010, 2011... I like my nephew heard his song and he was just like, "How old is this song?" I was Yikes. like, "You old, disrespectful <laughs> little behind. You better Yikes. go go somewhere." And I was like, "This song ain't that old. It was five years ago. It was it was yeah. the birthday song. Who put the party in the frenzy? That one. <laughs> It'll be all low with a ladies' be. Hello." On. I mean, I think that that's true. And also, even to what Drake was saying, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, this is my prediction for the next 10 years. If one of them were not to be here, I would probably say it would be Kendrick. Whoa, that is disrespectful. <laughs> but you didn't hear why. Not because he's not dope, but because I feel like he would have an Andre 3000 moment. He would feel like he didn't have anything more mm-hmm. to say. That's true. I <laughs> like he that. would be yeah. that person to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna make any more music unless it's really like something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas the rest of these people, they would just keep making music. Yeah. And whether like, they cared about it or not. And the only reason why I said would actually be okay with that yeah. is because Kendrick Lamar is a Pulitzer winner. He is my favorite. And if I don't want you to make bad music. There's <laughs> actually a part of me that's like, I don't want it to deteriorate. Mm. So I would be, if he wants to make different music, totally fine with it. Totally, yeah. Like, embrace your difference. Yeah. But if it's going to be like, I think of also in this case, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, this is the, something that the yeah. podcast brought up of like creating. You don't have to right. be new to create new. 
and mm-hmm. but also creating to create. Like if he makes a trash song, let's be honest. I mean, like being able to create just to create. Like not I don't embrace his trash songs. Listen, but the I only thing is, is like I think of like the, I think the reason why I thought this was interesting is because Drake literally two days later dropped a drill track with British accents again. Yeah, and I was like. Why? <laughs> like, we didn't ask for it. And that man be reinventing himself, though. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be out switching. I ain't going to fret. He's been a Drake couple Delta. of different people. I listened to some old stuff, and I was like, oh, your voice not even that high no more. Exactly. And I think that, like, I think that there's passion always... Passion is the pleasant way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not passion fruit. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. And so I think that that's what I mean. It's like, it's interesting hearing the three of them. And yeah. I feel like the legacy, like, and some people would say Drake is the artist of this decade that just passed. Yeah. Like there, there has been many arguments about that on Twitter. I stay all the way out of those. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know that was going to be that loud, y'all. Oh my God. <laughs> I was thirsty. <laughs> just, just take a. Did you I can know? edit it out, so just take the sip. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's just I don't know. To me, that that like that's an interesting. It's just like inter- interesting thought process. Also, to have like listening to this bo- like this episode where you have. Rick Rubin, who did say that, like, you can just create to create and you don't have to be new to make new things, mm-hmm. um, which I, I 100% agree with. I think that it at some point in our creativity, we can't make the same thing anymore. Like you said, there eventually we'll run out of things to say. Mm. Um, and like that was sort of like one of the jokes of like going out on tour and then you're just writing about being on tour like mm-hmm. no one no one cares about that like it's not the same thing um which I think also is interesting because like with me listening to this book mm-hmm. because when you go through a legacy of someone's like and I, I think that that's what's interesting about it is Wretch is like Wretch 3-2 is maybe 34 and like that's young but he's been doing this for like years like straddling two decades mm-hmm. so it's like how do you reinvent your sound you just literally make a whole new thing and he talks about that like I decided to sing on a track versus versus just rapping mm-hmm. I switched from grime to hip-hop like mm-hmm. those are two different genres you know like so how do we present those different things where Andre 3000 he, he talks about how he picked up the bass clarinet mm-hmm. and like have he always had jazz influences like you know, we can make new things with that. Right. Um, I also really loved um, some of Andre's, like, techniques for trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, being able, like, when he said, he's like, I'll create a melody and then I'll throw a random note in there. Just see what happens. Because sometimes you get so comfortable doing something, so he doesn't want to get comfortable in that way. And it makes me think about my own creative process. Meaning, like, how often am am I just regurgitating the same kind of things that people expect of me? Mm -hmm. And how often do I throw a curveball out there? Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. if if I'm writing, if I'm dancing, acting, whatever kind of creative process you have, how often do you just, like, 
go off script. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just to see what happens. Because you don't have to just do what you think people like from you. You can just be like, I'm about, to, I'm about to revamp this whole thing. Especially if it's your creative process because you can own it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I really did like that idea of being rebellious even with yourself and your own habits um, while you're creating. Because I think it's a good way to get out the rut. It's just like practicing doing some extra wild random thing that you might not do. Throwing on a color with another color you might not have worn together. Or, you know, just like mixing and matching, whether it's patterns, whether it's just different techniques, styles, sounds, because you just never know. Like trying to do it in a different place. And so I was I was thinking like, is that possible to create new things if you have... Um, what do you call it? If you have like the history of the prior knowledge, meaning like sometimes you can have raw talent and then there's a point in which you learn about your actual craft. So let's say you were a naturally talented at piano, but you never took a piano lesson. You would just play by ear. That's the whole thing. You're like, oh, I could just pick up things. And then one day somebody was like, take a piano lesson. And then you took a piano lesson and now you can't play by ear anymore because all you see and hear is the notes and stuff. Now you feel restricted. Yeah. You're like, nah, I can only, because this note is supposed to go with this note. And someone told me that you can only make it sound like this. Yeah. And I'm like, so how do you go backwards to create as if you didn't know that before? You know what I mean? Like back when you didn't know what you was doing and things just happened. That's where I be trying to get back to. Mm, like trying real. to create new things. That's what I mean. And that happens in reverse. Like yeah. I, I, tra- I, I trained piano my whole life. And mm. then they were like, do improv. Cause I switched from classical to jazz. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I like, like oh. literally my brain could not imagine what was not on that page. Mm. And it's like, cause you have to have that rebellious spirit in you for the craft, th- the thing that you're doing. Yeah. And if you don't have it, it's very, very difficult to like see it and yeah. be like, okay. I'm gonna not. I'm not. I'm gonna not gonna play that note. I'm not gonna play that C. I'm gonna play an E flat. Like, it just feels uncomfortable. It, yeah. For some people, whereas like, I think that I I know I totally know what you mean when it yeah. comes to like writing. Yeah. Like we're all taught English. Yeah. But like at some point as a writer, you have to like find your own voice. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. that might be like if you're a poet. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you use the same structure every time. Yeah. Right. Or you have to learn how to break the rules because you learn all these grammar rules all these rules of writing you can't do that in english language right. shakespeare made a word y'all how about that <laughs> this man just made up words and then people can. started using them and now yeah. they're real words yeah. and so i actually think about that every day <laughs> i think about that every day that there are literal words probably the word literal that i use every day that some white man just made up because he felt like it and he didn't allow nobody to tell him that that's not a real word no one said shit. You can't say that. He was like, bet. <laughs> he wrote a whole play and added words that never existed. Mm-hmm. And then people from those plays were like, bet, that sounds like a word that describes something. And I'm just going to go forth and make it happen. And so I think every day, like, what are the ways in which I'm holding myself back? Yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. By my own, by my own, um, what do you call it? By my own, like, obedience. Ooh, I'm holding myself back from by my own movie. That's good. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I have to do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> as Willie's like, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, so it's like, I have to do it this way. way. That's what the piano teacher said. That's what the vocal coach said. But what if my voice don't do that? Yeah. <laughs> or what if I want to do something different? What if I want to be Little Richard? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many, like, musicians and artists who went off the grid, and then everybody was like, you know what? That's kind of fire. <laughs> i never seen nobody do that before, but I like it. Yeah. And actually, I mean, that's that, that's usually where they find their thing. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be off and over here. Mm-hmm. Are there any things that personally the two of you... I was going to say the three of you. I'm myself. <laughs> uh, are there any things that the two of you feel like you have done when you felt stuck in creating something um, that helped you kind of like get through it and make something else again? Mm. Um, I feel like for me, mm-hmm. there's been a few things, whether it's like just trying to... Like, I love to do watercolor. Um, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> randomly. Yeah. It's not good. But I like it. Yeah. Um, just for me, kind of just, like, trying to throw things on on a pa- piece of paper. So, I like to do that just to, like, give myself freedom. Mm. Um, I think about, like, doing morning pages. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just writing. Just... Just like writing everything out, like brain dumping. Yeah. Um, But then I also think um, more recently, like this, y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like like us sitting all in this room talking and just having this conversation about like being creative and getting out of your own way and creating just to create and all of those things are things that I'm thankful that I'm in a space I can actually do now. I don't mm. think I was in before. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, my fears, mm-hmm. I let my fears hold me back a lot. Yeah. And I didn't have the courage at that point. Like, mm. so when I think of that, I think of like, how does that then impact like what's happening? Like my community is what's like helping me through. Yeah. Like creating more. Mm. and just like oh I want to do this and I want to do that and everybody like oh, alright cool that's cool <laughs> that's cool I like that yeah <laughs> and I'm just like oh hell now I gotta do it yes yeah. yeah you do yeah I have random conversations and I'm like oh I want to do that don't that sound good and you're like yeah that sound real good and it I'm do like, and so now we're waiting <laughs> now we're doing it yeah. right um, I'm trying to think now, I like I would say community also, like, was, is definitely one that helps me create new things. Um, I would say doing the same, doing the same thing in a different way. So I spent most of my life writing, mm-hmm. um, and I love writing, but it got so, there was a point where suddenly I just couldn't write anymore, mm-hmm. and I but like I would know that my purpose on this earth is to communicate like mm-hmm. in some way so that turned into the podcast so it's like I if you can't write it you can talk and mm-hmm. so it's just like doing it in a different capacity and I feel like also even with the podcast like in four seasons I've had seasons where it was me and one homie the whole season I've had seasons where it was me by myself the whole season yeah mm-hmm. um 
I've had seasons where it's like more interview style and then this one's more like conversation style. So I think that like even in whatever the discipline is, it's just like, how can we mix it up? How can we do something different? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think for me, that's one thing. But also, I guess another thing is like getting inspired by other people. Yeah. Mm. I very much so, because I am a music head, I yeah, 100%. So um, they, I go through so many different phases of like the music that I absolutely love. Mm. And that also sometimes helps me, like helps stimulate my brain to be like, oh, I want to make things this way or like this artist and not yeah. necessarily like in terms of music like I'm not I'm not trying to be a musician but I think that they're mu- musicians are very interesting people to study mm. because they I, like Andre was saying and like many other artists like they have to go through a very specific journey yeah to yeah. find their voice to be able to perform to be able to be extremely vulnerable like the hope and it's very specifically with the artists that I love I love artists that are very vulnerable, very honest, mm. and, like, true to themselves. And so you you can't do that, like, quietly. Like, you yeah. kind of have to, like, just go all in, Brene Brown it, and just ha. be out here mm. in these streets. Come on. Um, and, <laughs> and so because of that, I think that it, it it's something that it teaches me, like, it's okay to just, like, sort of just be out here. Yeah. Mm. And I think that that's the hard part of creativity for me is mm. just being out here. Mm. And so, yeah, it's learning a little bit of the cockiness. Even though you're not going to perform on stages in front of thousands of people. Yeah. Like, we, even in the vault, like, even though I do this on a mic here. Yeah. Like, my voice is heard by, can't, has the ability to be heard by thousands of people. I'm on the, like, this is on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have to have the same boldness. Yeah. That mm. they do. Hello. And, like, that's a very weird thing. And if you don't figure out how to do that, then you just, like, won't. For sure. And so you have to study it. Oh, for sure. Mm. How, you, how about you? Yeah. Um, this is going to sound wild. <laughs> you know, wild card over here. But I give up. <laughs> that's not wild. Damn. <laughs> I know. It was dramatic. I, I did that on purpose. Uh, thanks for still listening. Basically, what I mean by I give up is if something is not moving forward. So if I feel stuck in something like literally in quicksand, I will stop pushing towards it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the more that like the more that I'm trying to hold on to something. And then I learned I learned that with writing. So when I was writing poetry uh, growing up, it was a particular thing to me. And then my whole identity became that. And then there was a moment where, kid you not, every time I put a pen to the paper, it could have been anything. I could be writing my first name. If I put a pen on a piece of paper, I broke out into tears. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And it made me so nervous because I was like, I was like, I don't care if I'm crying this whole time. I have to write because it's so much a part of me and I have to, I have to, I have to. And then one of my, um, I call them my, I have a group of women in my life who I call my spirit mamas. Not my mother, but they're spiritual mothers to me. One of them said to me, well, what if you, what if you don't write anymore? Like, what if you're not supposed to? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to breathe? Like, what are mm-hmm. you saying? She's like, what if you listen to what your body is saying and try something else? Like, sometimes stuck means push forward and sometimes stuck means turn around. Right. 
And that can mean anything. So you can be in a relationship and feel stuck. And that doesn't always mean work through it. There's, maybe it means I put a blockage here, a barrier for a reason. Hot, stop, reflect, think about what you're doing before you pass go. And then people are like, no, you got to work through things and stick with it. Sometimes I just take a break. Long break, short breaks. I'd be like, fine, I'm not writing. <laughs> and I just put the pen up. And basically I do what um, Andre was talking about. I just try something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I pick up a new tool. I pick up a new genre or something. And I just practice trying something else creative. I don't feel like to me the medium matters. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I, it took me years to learn that because I swore I knew the medium. This is my life's purpose is to do it like this. And then it felt it didn't feel good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so am I supposed to keep going? Even though I'm literally having nervous breakdowns every time I write, I'm just supposed to keep writing and having mm. nervous breakdowns doesn't make any sense. I don't feel good. But then I realized, oh, there are so many ways for me to release this, right? That doesn't have to be this one medium. And so I give up. I give up. I put some down and I pick some up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is not working. Let me go learn an instrument. Oh, this is not working. Let me go make a sweater. The other day, I was just thinking to myself, maybe I'm going to start embroidery. Like, as just like some kind of outlet. I mean, I've never done it before. And it doesn't mean it's going to be my end-all be-all. But, like, I feel like even the idea that you have to do something in a particular kind of way is limiting. Yeah. And so when I feel stuck, I, I have now learned to stop <laughs> and do something else. Mm. Move on. Try something a different way. So the same way he's going out with, with his clarinet. His flute. <laughs> his flute. Yeah. He's like, I didn't know how to play flute. Like, this is random, but it's helping me do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's helping me work through something that I can't happen through rap right now. Or it can't happen. But it's still making me feel like I'm learning something new. I'm being creative. Mm -hmm. I'm figuring it out. And so that's me. For me, anytime something happens, I'm like, you know what? You really do enjoy this. It makes you feel good. But it doesn't. the second it doesn't feel good, you don't have to do it. Like that, That's a promise I make to myself. So that's how I continue being able to create without the expectation. Sometimes it's just like starting over. Sometimes mm -hmm. I can't be in the genre that I've been in because I feel too overwhelmed by it and i'm like Ugh. and i'm like okay girl just go paint something like what do you get some watercolor i just start doing random stuff so yeah i'll be like i'm gonna go take a dance class next week i don't dance but like why not maybe i could i also have this fear that i'm just sharing here with y'all i have many fears they're all like really intentional and intense for no reason but this one is i have a fear that sometimes we may not always know what we're so what like we're actually meant to do. Like we may be close and it may be adjacent and then we just haven't gotten there. So like for instance, I don't know if it was just Tyrese. I think it was maybe Tyrese, Trey Songz, a bunch of people. They all started out as rappers. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like they were like, oh, I love rap. I'm about to be a hip hop artist. And maybe one person was like, oh, wait, I heard you. You should sing. Can you imagine if they had never sung? That's true. We would never got Sweet Lady. That's actually stressful. <laughs> Isn't it? Mm -hmm. But I think about that all the time. So I try not to and cry, um, Reese. Sorry. <laughs> you funny. I try not to uh, have myself beholden to any type of practice. Because I don't think that I know everything. So I'm like, well, girl, maybe you're not a writer. That's okay. <laughs> so cases, maybe you're actually the world's greatest violinist. Who knows? 
Mm-hmm. But you over here trying to make uh trying to make fetch happen. It's not gonna happen, Gretchen. It's not. <laughs> Not Gretchen. And y'all can quote me on that. It's not going to happen, Gretchen, if you need a direct quote from me. I'm not writing that down. (laughs) It's called giving up, starting over. It's not going to happen, Gretchen. That's the full quote. (laughs) Still not writing it. I'm still not writing it. But I think you brought up a lot of stuff. And, um, like, definitely the conversation around, like, being okay with change. Hello. Because I think that, like, you know... We're talking about, like, being creative and, like, continuing this creativeness that we all have. Because I think that, um, you know, yeah, from birth, yeah, everyone is meant to be creative in their own special way. Uh-huh. Whether you believe that or not, that's show business. Yeah. I like to believe that, that yeah. we're all meant to be some type of creative. What yeah. that means is entirely up to the person. And I think that, like, you know, we're trying to figure it out. Sometimes we get stuck in the day-to-days, the work life, and we don't allow ourselves the space to have that creativity, to have that just, like, moment for ourselves. Yeah. Of reflection of, like, just, like, what am I doing? Where am I at? Like, what does this mean? And how can I continue to be like this? Oh. This person, as I'm, like, moving forward and and growing into, like, your own. Yeah. And I think, like, what was interesting that Andre said, Andre 3000, in the podcast was the fact that, um, that, like, if there's a kid in the room and they're playing and they're tinkering with stuff and doing stuff, and as soon as their mom, like, Mm -hmm. steps in the room and says... You need to stop that. That whole world, that yeah. whole space, mm-hmm. like, drops. Yeah. And it ends in that mm-hmm. moment. And it, it's hard to get it back. And I think of that, like, when he said that, that stood out to me. Because I don't know if y'all watch. But um, I, like, watched on Netflix Raising Dion. Um, and like one of the little clips it's not a spoiler or anything the little kid is like there's a bunch of stuff flying around Mm -hmm. and he's orchestrating this like um train of like cheerios like and they were probably fruit loops because they were different colors so Mm -hmm. not to be all up in his cereal but it was flying around and as soon as his mom walked into the room everything fell Mm -hmm. and she instantly was like what are you doing as if he was as if he like knocked it over just like by thing not knowing that he had this like superpower it's a really cool thing check it out but like (laughs) with that like it made me think of that like how many kids are like worlds are being stopped Mm -hmm. from like their creative part because it's being turned off Mm -hmm. whether it's like in the school system because let's be honest Mm -hmm. school systems are cutting arts and it's like music those are usually the first things to go and i feel like that's the space to learn who you really are mm-hmm. like your self-expression yeah and yeah so i just i feel like you know finding those different avenues and yeah. like being diligent is so important mm. that's no that's real this conversation was so good, we actually had to split it into two parts. Check back next week for the second part of the Broken Record episode on the Intersection podcast. If you want to follow on and learn even more about the Intersection and all my guests, 
things that we're making, you can follow me, your host, Dominique, at D underscore creative on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also email me to tell me all the thoughts that you have on it, as well as send in topic ideas or just other general commentary. The email is theintersectionpodcast at gmail.com. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast as well. We are on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Tech with you next week. Bye.